0: Good morning and welcome to Tuesday morning, May the 23rd in 2023 on When I Rise. Today we continue year A, the day of Pentecost Sunday, and on the Tuesday of the week, let's take a look at the psalm passage, which comes to us from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary, and this week of the church's calendar year, and so we find ourselves in Psalm 104, verses 24 through 34, and then 35b. So let me read that passage. We've got a couple of points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making this part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Psalm 104, verses 24 through 34, and then 34b. O oh Lord, how manifold are your works, in wisdom you have made them all the earth is full of your creatures. Yonder is the sea, great and wide, creeping things innumerable are there, living things both small and great. There go the ships, and Leviathan that you formed to sport in it. These all look to you, to give them their food and due season. When you give to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are filled with good things. When you hide your face, they are dismayed. When you take away their breath, they die and return to their dust. When you send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the ground. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works, who looks on earth and it trembles, who touches the mountains and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have being. May my meditation be pleasing to him. For I rejoice in the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord. This is the word of God for us. So first things first, um, an interesting little quotation here. In verse 26 of our text, it says, There go the ships and Leviathan that you formed to sport in it. So there's this uh, folklore of this great uh, beast in the ocean called Leviathan and so every now and again oh Leviathan makes a little cameo in the Old Testament so here we are the psalmist is writing about all the wonders and the works of God talking about the oceans talk about the great uh, creeping things that are innumerable there the great ships that are on the surface of this ocean and then Leviathan that you form to sport in it that's the NRSV translation What a cool thing. I mean, so the psalmist, even though they would be terrified if they had a close encounter with Leviathan, they still praise God because uh, what a wonderful creature uh, such a one would be. So anyways, if you wonder like, where are these like big monsters that we've heard stories of that there might be some fossil record of, like where do they come from? Um, Who knows? Like, who knows Like how old the earth is officially? I mean, the Christian tradition's got an array of answers hopefully that doesn't get me in trouble (laughs) i just think there's plenty of options out there as we look at the landscape of christianity um but nevertheless like you have this worshiping community in palestine who was wondering about all these wonderful creatures that god has created and the ones that even fill the ocean right and so um why we might ask why is psalm 104 and the content of the psalm why does it land in the uh, week of pentecost right so pentecost we talk about the spirit and i've been doing some work on pentecost get to uh, preach this weekend and it's Pentecost weekend, and so I've been doing some extra work on what is the day of Pentecost, and why does it hold so much sway? I mean, it's a feast that has all these different applications in the different parts of the church. It's also a feast in uh, the you know one of the Jewish uh, high holidays, Shavuot. And um, so there's this, I mean, so many great things, at least in the liturgy, like in the Revised Common Lectionary. Like from here on out, during ordinary time, which is this time between Easter season, Pentecost, all the way up until uh, Advent season that begins the new uh, cycle of the lectionary year. We call it ordinary time, right? And uh, what we'll do is we'll count back to Pentecost, right? So even though Pentecost is just one Sunday, it is something that holds great sway. Uh, there's many feasts, there's different fasts, uh, there's different things that the church has done. There's actually a great Wikipedia write-up on it. I don't know what you might think of Wikipedia. I think it's relatively fair. I mean, people can post in it and it's curated. So one can start there and you get the general gist of it. You can look at the footnotes and see what you think about the sources that feed those posts. But anyways, um, you know, you can get one up about Wikipedia, start there. And then you can go into some other big books off the shelf, right? Pentecost is a big deal. It talks about the gift of the Holy Spirit, um, the church. Some parts of the church don't believe it's the birth of the church, like some other parts of the church do. The Eastern Orthodox tradition, for instance, talked about how there was a church before the foundations of the world, right? We see that in a place like um, Ephesians chapter 1, where God predestined us in love before the foundation of the earth, right? And so the church has always been there. It may have been like a watershed moment in the gathering and the launching of the church, uh, but it certainly is something that forms and shapes us, right? And so here in Psalm 104, it talks about this interesting little reference to the Spirit, uh, if you go to verse 30, it says, When you send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the ground. Right? So there's only one psalm that actually has the word or the name Holy Spirit in That's in Psalm 51. But there's other uh, psalms that have talk about your good spirit or the spirit or the spirit of the Lord. Uh, but only one says the Holy Spirit. There's only a few references, all the Old Testament for that. Uh, but here, the spirit is associated with life. It's because the original Hebrew word for spirit is the word ruach, we also get breath. And so there's a sense where um, God gives life to all things and when things lose the breath, um, the spirit no longer animates that, right? And so they have this interesting thing that we could see. it's like the very end of Ecclesiastes and uh, other references in the Old Testament. But here, the spirit is uh, synonymous with life. And I think that's one of the great categories of the Christian faith. Uh, we claim that we can have true life within God uh, the Apostle Paul will say in the pastorals, the life that is truly life and that comes uh, from the Spirit. Um, the scripture itself is considered to be God breathed, right? It has got the very life of God within it. That as the Bible is pulled from shelf and is open and it's read and it's prayed over, it's preached, it's taught, it's believed, it makes, it gives life to the people of God and therefore it's inspired. It's got an efficacy, as the Reformers said during the Protestant Reformation right? And so what can we thank God for? Uh, the very life that we have, the, the innumerable breath that we'll take, uh, the counts of breath that we take today. It's a gift from God, right? But also like this other life, because like, have you ever been in a room and you feel like like we're here, like we're dwelling, but nothing's really happening, right? Or have you been in a worship service and we're doing all the right things, like we've gathered, we've uh, preached in the Bible, we're singing songs, we have every great intention. And I think it's still unto god and it's still good for us to do so but there's like still something missing but then there are moments where like it could be like a clumsy like plucking on the acoustic guitar um a sermon that maybe uh, is it um you know really got like a cohesive point from end to end uh, or maybe it's a conversation with a friend that goes on for hours and we're both tired but like there's just so much life on it and it's monumental like it actually creates a change and a pivot in our lives, right? And so that's what, like, man, well, this this sermon's got life on it. This worship has got life. That conversation's got life on it. Or we, we have all these connections with many people, right? Um, but like some people, like they can drain us, right? They can be kind of like we have lethargy around them. And there's other people that give us great life, right? And um, I just think that that's a mystery, but the psalmist is scratching at something here. Uh, where that liveliness comes from the Spirit of God. And so, as you and I turn to a time of prayer this morning, and as we think about the day of Pentecost and like a great life and endowment that's given to the church in Acts chapter 2 at Pentecost, and we begin to dwell on all what that means for the church. And that means that we can get uh, energy for mission, it means that we can have energy to attend to one another. We can walk into a room and say, okay, like, what does love require? Like, what would be the next best thing for someone in this room? Right? How can I help be helpful? And it may not like fit my job description, like the different tasks that I'm ass- like that are assigned to me. Like, it might require something extra from me, right? And so, how do how can we get all that done? Like, we've got other stuff to do. Other stuff important that we're called to. Like, how how can we get there? As we depend on the life, the life that gives breath to all things. And so, I'm just gonna pray that the Holy Spirit would give us life today and that uh, life would be spent for the sake of others, and that others would be lifted today because of it. So um, with those things in mind, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we marvel at your creation. Uh, We thank you that today, so many things have breath and they have life. Uh, We thank you that even though tons and tons of food was consumed yesterday that more is available today because you give life to the created order we think that the sun is rising today it'll set and the moon will rotate with it because you give it order and you get space and you call it good and we think that you animate us that our next breath is gift and that the relationships that we'll engage in today are gift uh, whether they're in school if we're still attending or our workplaces or our family connections or the person that we meet at the mailbox. Uh, whatever it is, God, we thank you that there's connection there because you give life to it. God, we give our whole schedules, all of our tasks, all of our desires and intentions of today. And we pray that you give it life, that you give us the energy required to fulfill all of it. And then even more so, because lives around us will be need to be cared for, intended to, and there's only so much we can give without you. And so we ask for your help today and we pray, Holy Spirit, You'd fill us once more so that we could be servants, that we can give life to all things today. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.